Welcome back to the final episode of the Super Metal Brothers podcast for 2017. I am Super Metal Brother Matt. And I'm Super Metal Brother Dan. Final episodes for the year mean only one thing. Actually, it means several things. I've actually got a quite a list here, but most importantly, it means one thing, Danny. And what is that one thing? It means we can have a break from like listening to like these fantastic albums of the year and they've been so fantastic we decided to do another top 10 of our best but not only that our worst albums and not only that our favorite songs and not only so basically we're going to talk the top 10 because that's what you guys have come here for this is what's going to be advertised as but we're going to chuck in some nice fillers for you as well so let's get straight into the list Danny, without further ado but i guess before we do it what's the top 10 Basically, the top 10 is the best albums that we've listened to. I know a lot of people are going to be very upset about us, but if you guys want us to check an album out, go down to our Facebook account, facebook.com forward slash supermiddlebro, and just ask us to listen to the album, and we will. We're, we're nice brothers. Yeah, that's legit. That's pretty much standard rules. The album had been released this year that we actually reviewed. So yeah. if you had a favorite, I mean, hearing other people's top 10 lists, they're literally albums after albums I had no idea even got released. I don't even know who these bands are. So there's so much out there. The world's a big place. And now because of Spotify, things like that, lots of albums. So let's head straight into it with number 10. And Danny, veterans of the industry is probably an understatement. These guys are almost dinosaurs of the industry with more records than people have had songs uh after them it's insane that this band has gone on and managed to still be relevant yeah it's like their career's somewhat infinite matthew oh what a way to do it and with that danny we are talking about the one and only deep purple that's right and the album's called the infinite now danny this just crept in and in fact i think for yourself it was a little bit out of what you thought in the 10 initially but what got this over the line for us uh, I don't want to say nostalgia because that seems like a cheap shot. No, I but, think it was the opposite. Yeah, I think I think it's quite. I was almost like I didn't want to put him there because I thought like uh, I'm putting him in there just to say, "Well done, Deep Purple, for continuing yeah. on your legacy." But this actually was a great album. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is for us is that nostalgia didn't work the last ten years. So like obviously for us, we had the um, early Deep Purple records very much in our hands, like Machine Head, um, Knocking on Your Back Door. I think Danny's another one we liked. Yeah. Oh, the Perfect Strangers, yeah, sorry, record, sorry, Perfect Strangers. Um, those records were fantastic, but then through the 90s, it just got, we got lost with it, you know, it wasn't that interesting for us. A lot of fans, I think, felt the same, but right now, they came back with a bluesy, soulful, but memorable and catchy album, some great times to be had, the guitar work on by uh, Moores, is that his name, Niels Moores, is it? Yeah, good old Stevie. Yeah, Steve Moores, sorry, yeah, Steve Moores, yeah, he, he's just fantastic on this record, brought so much to the light. So much work, and without John Lord in the album um, and the new replacement, I think it's just fantastic. Credit to the band, they've really pulled a great album out. Yeah, definitely. It was um, yeah, great variety in the songs, um, bit of like in the 21st century, a bit of like the sound effects put into the song as well, and very clever album cover art with the um, deep purple actually making the affinity sign so yeah. you love those little touches man it just, it just feels like a wink and nods album and like you listen to it and you just want to wink and nod to the person next to you I'm like <laughs> yeah it's just a wink and nods album yeah that's no, great so that, that's a yep so they got they snuck in at number 10 so good old deep purple with number 9 we are talking Rings of Saturn 0202 an interesting concept this band it, they always um, give the impression by other people that they are a video game band, but I would disagree. It's just a psychedelic tech death band. And if that doesn't get you interested, then, man, you must watch some weird-ass porn on the internet because, by all means, this band is intriguing from the very first listen right to the very end. Some very intriguing lines. I mean, being a tech death metal band, generally, you don't leave with much memorable, but these guys seem to do it, Danny. Yeah, definitely. I, I guess the whole video game feels like an easy answer because yeah. they start with like those, I guess, electronic high synth sounds, like the, yeah. some Mario Kart guy dying or something like that. Yeah, but it sounds something like from an Aliens movie, not something from the Aliens the video game. Actually, I guess it could be because that's... Anyway, look, the point is it sounds more like a sci-fi thing for me than it did a video game. There are other bands that feel more like video games out there, uh, but this band particularly was uh, just... Yeah, I, I really it was just enjoyable. I really found a lot of fun listening to those crazy amount of riffs and ideas and things. Some low points with some uh, instrumental stuff or just some... You know, it feels like you are getting battered to death by some of the onslaught of notes, but... 
in general, it's just a, a really fun time. Yeah, definitely. You have like the different styles, some kind of breakdowns in there, great drumming, singing's very good as well. Yeah. Kind of groove, all, all the elements are chucked in there. Like you're saying, there is some flaws with it, like it can be a bit chaotic at times. So, and it's hard. They don't like to stick on riffs at times as well. So, it, again, that's a personal taste. So, yeah. That's why they're down at nine, you know? Yeah. But in the day, uh, it got me interested in listening to them again. And I got a lot of it. I did get some enjoyment out of that album. So, check it out. Uh, we're going to head just off the list for a bit and get into a fan favorite, at least one of my favorite segments, straight off the bat, Danny. And what is that? I actually don't know because are we talking about the news yet? Or do we no, we're on the top five worst albums Oh, then. top five worst albums. That's oh. right. Yeah, we're going to straight into it. It's right on the top of the list and I think we have to get straight into this list, Danny. Now, we're going to go from the fifth to number one, right? We're going to go straight into it. Um, now, this fifth band, not necessarily a bad album per se. Like, it doesn't offend anyone, but it's just disappointing. Yeah, definitely right. This band is a hate and the album is called Trey Mendon. Yeah, it's a bit like finding out that Santa Claus isn't real or um, really that, uh, you know, you're basically going to fail at life and what those dreams and hopes you had, you know, stick to retail. It is a sobering lesson that I must have undertook, but this album was nothing like uh, previous records. And for that, a lot of people saying, well, that's a good thing, isn't it? I'm like, well, it lost the magic, you know, whereas previous records would have a beautiful combination of black and death metal songs with a hint of almost not rock and roll but just a real rocking environment but a lot of anger danny what did this album really do that that worked for us there's a lot of blast beats and a lot of notes being played but what emotion gets carried through this record i don't know it just it didn't seem like much i don't think the, yeah. the singer really had a great strong tone for the album it just it just sounded like i think it's like the same song same intensity it, it was like the same pacing throughout the whole album I think maybe one song it kind of tried to help you out a bit, but the rest of the album just like it's just this is it just droning along. Yeah, the only time you get a respite is towards the end of the album, and they start to channel some of that that made them awesome with some grooves and some times where you know it's like that's what's hate's about some frenetic energy, but also a time where it breaks it off and it shows you that it's a metal band too, like it's just a whole thrash in that sense, but. uh it comes too late, and by then you're, you're tuned out, and it's just incredibly disappointing. But the technique on it, it's amazing. But it just shows you that uh, for all the tricks, if you can't make me dance, then uh, I'm off to the next barnyard. Yeah, definitely. Right now, we'll move on to our fourth worst or fourth best, being at the worst album of the year, and that is The Haunted Strength in Numbers. And again, another case of um, just not being able to tickle our metal bone. And, you know, when you want your bone to stand up and rise to the occasion and, you know, see what's going on, you know, uh, this isn't the album that's going to do it. And the bigger problem is, I found, is that all of... Uh, Ola from um, the band actually has a band called Feared and those riffs are better and I was so close to reviewing that album but I thought uh, towards the end of the year let's just wrap a bow around this and think about 2018 and that's kind of the thing isn't it Danny it's like if, if his side project band's stronger than yeah. his main band then reevaluate your life son yeah I think it's like a way for how you want to separate from people it's like man your, your heart's just not in it is it yeah no you're right I'm, I'm, I'm done with the horns I just want to move on mm. and as with this album again it's just it's uninspiring, you know, and a lot of, uh, it just didn't really go anywhere. Some riffs which have been put in there, some more crunchy, some more groove, something more. It just never well, happened. It feels like it wants to be like a head-banging band, but it never did it for me. And um, channeling in bands like Pantera and that should have been a way of doing it, but it's just not 100% where it is right now. And I think because obviously the change of the lineup for the guitarists and stuff, they're just it feels like they're just easing into it still. It doesn't feel like they're 100% in it right now. Better than the previous album, yeah, maybe for sure, uh, but again, just not freaking me out. Let's go to number three, Danny. Yep, so number three is full of threes. It's 36 Crazy Fist and Lanterns. Yeah, this is an interesting album because it's got some highlights for me, but again, there's just so much in this album that just actually starts to be uh, bad in the sense that the singing sometimes just wasn't uh, enough energy or enough um tonality to, to pull it across the roof sometimes were just a bit meh the energy overall for such a band that hit, it feels like they hit the crap out of their instruments but i'm not i'm just not feeling it yeah definitely i just also had issues with i reckon the production levels yeah that was the worst album. of it yeah it was really hard to like really get clear sounds at times and singing was not really there and uh, even like some effects that decided to choose would just like there's like a rain effect kind of track six he had is that was that a rain effect what was it and even like ending of songs like tracks two and track eight 
the innings were just not there. So yeah. it wasn't really that polished of an album. Yeah, it didn't feel... It felt like it was kind of rushed. It didn't feel like it was uh, as fleshed out as our previous works in the band, possibly, but just in general as a, as a piece of art. However, those three bands get a pass for maybe just not being our cups of tea. These next two, however, I think are bad albums for us. Albums that would never check out generally and what we did, we felt like we could have done something better with our time. Yeah, exactly right. This was, um, again, completely new band, never heard of before at all. And that was John Frum. And the album was called... Staring in the News, mate. Staring in the or News. Or Noz or whatever. Or Noz. Or you know, this album is really difficult to get into. There is a, a, some longer songs in there and there is some ambition in the record, but it's a dirty, sludgy time, but mostly quite horrible. I didn't really have fun with it at all, you know? I mean, the riffs were heavy, but I wasn't engaged in them. The tonality of the guitars was a bit muddy in that, but it felt like without a heart it just felt almost not overproduced but just lacking in just a, a, an emotion yeah i think this could be one of those stories of like jack of all trades master of none where you try to throw or try to incorporate so many styles of metal at times and try to blend it together and it just didn't come off against a polished album yeah it didn't feel like our cup of tea but you know the guy who recommended it to me from uh sydney you know the it's utopia records he, he swore by it and i'm like oh, okay so again this album has mixed reviews but our f- number one album of the year that is the worst nah this thing's panned critically everywhere the only one that likes this band or maybe two people is the band and pretty much the producer everyone else has had a tough time with this record danny yeah this was like you didn't even have to think about it. It's like, Matt, we're going to do like a worst five straight away. This made it. There's no arguments, discussions, no. nothing. And I think you all guessed it by now. Yeah. Suicide Silence, self-titled album. This thing was panned globally. And I'm talking across the heavy metal community. Right now, the heavy metal community is divided on a lot of things. But generally, when it comes to Suicide Silence's record being a bag of dog's balls, man, this thing is like an aisle. In fact, it is the supermarket of balls. It is just... Everywhere you go, it is just this record's terrible. It's just bad. The the riffs are awful and generic. The singing is clumsy and you know and are just uninspired. The drum work cannot really do anything with it, so it doesn't. Danny, across the whole album, there's it's, it, the, the the song structures are bad. The the production's terrible. It's it's literally like they actually really wanted to upset people and they did it and they. Uh, the departure and there's such a far departure from their original source material it's man, it'd be offensive if I was an old school fan but I'm not so I was lucky I guess oh exactly right this was the album was pretty much a bunch of like 15 year old kids got uh, one one brother got a guitar for Christmas the other brother got a drum set for Christmas the other brother yeah bass vocals and thought, let's just record what we do on our first day with instruments because it was yeah. just just like nonsense. It was like it was like, oh, we're going to try something different, but it wasn't even close to anything. It was really bad. Yeah. Instead of being like a band who wanted to test themselves um, using it, uh, music as an artistic medium, they were so frustrated of trying to challenge themselves that they decided to just do this piece of just forty-second experimental guitars through an amp and press a record in a recording studio into it over a weekend. It really felt this album was like done over a beer and some pizza. Yeah, and what made it worse is how they like carried on when the album was released, and nobody that's liked the it. biggest sin. Yeah, terrible, the terrible. way they carried on like a bunch of heroes, like and defending it because they're like everyone else is wrong, and they're all jerks, and then they attack their fans. Disgusting. It was absolutely disgusting. Yeah, so that's a whole package of why it was clean up. This was like number one, like by country mile, like oh, easy. you know what, burn. And so, and literally, you open up a metal magazine, and they've panned this record generally. And if they haven't, I wouldn't trust them. In fact. Even a metal record magazine, some of these places are going as far as uh, journalism credentials of the toilet seat in Uzbekistan. So let's leave it at that and move back to our list, honey. Yeah, so should we go back to the to cover stories? What do you reckon? Yeah, we're going to go to... Um, actually, we'll go here with your uh, albums continued, okay? So we've got here number eight. We've got Obituary, self-titled album. Danny, hey, another self-titled album, but this one isn't a bag of crap. No, this is great. It's funny, a band which has been around for so long just doing like a self-titled album now, it's like, yeah, why not? But that could be the issue. It's like, we, we don't know any other song titles to use, so let's go with Obituary. Now, the thing is for me, it just kind of, it almost fell out of my list, but you brought it back in. You sold me on it, Danny. Now, what do you love about this album so much? I just like the, the songs, as long as they need to be, 
And in that three and a half to four minutes per song, they just capture with like really hooky riffs yeah. and nice intense singing. And there's a bit of variety in those songs to take on a bit of a journey to get you pumped up and excited for the next part of the song. It's just great. Yeah, the guitar work in that was everything was quite strong. It was a very pulled back album too. The production on it was quite focused around the guitars and stuff. It felt like a lighter version of Testament's record last year. Yeah, yeah, you might be, yeah. To a degree. I know, right, it's hard to put these guys parallel to each other, but the experience overall felt like, you know, this is a great band. I'm enjoying my time with the record. You know, just, it's easier. It's just easier to get into, I think. Yeah, it's better than that. some other, uh, like, thrashy bands we re- uh, reviewed this year, like Lock Up and stuff, which was just hammering tongs the whole yeah. way through. Ah, like, oh, these guys actually try to make it, like, groovy at times, thrashy at times, deathy at times, etc. So they broke it up quite well, and I said it was, I thought it was very, very enjoyable. Yeah, definitely. Uh, number seven, now, now I really, really enjoyed this year, but not without its flaws, Moore's Prince of a Mess, Embers of a Dying World. Melodic death metal masters going on right now. You know, that mantle was going to go to Mercenary until their unbelievably massive breakup. It's like seeing the Beatles like fall apart, you know, what could have been. Um, but this album, this, this band has still been going on. And since albums like Termination, um, uh, yeah, I can't remember. I said, Liberation, it was Termination. And, and a few others, um, Dawn of the Fifth Era. This album's just gone from strength to strength. Much more pr- polish in the production values, the um, synth work, the, the instrumentation work, the song structures are far more epic in nature. Um, musicianship's increased. Apart from that, why did you have to go line and track five? <laughs> Man, that was bad. Bad finishment. I know English might not be your first language, but up until now, I've had your back, but I can't forgive you for that. But the rest of the album is uh, is phenomenal. Yeah, they've got their like classic catchy melodies and like groovy sections, which uh, get you very enthused and very engaged. Yeah, the energy levels are fantastic. Like they're just such a powerful band in that sense. So much going forward all the time, pushing the songs forward. Guitar, it is a guitarist album. This guy on guitar is just an absolute freak, and every, you'd be familiar with it with um, with any of his work, you know. But this one in particular is more of the same, but just more polish. It's Probably a little bit more symphonic of their earliest works or in the middle, middle of the, the, the stuff. But um, yeah, as a dead said live though, uh, you know, just kind of a takeoff from that, but more symphonic, but a good album. Yeah, yeah, definitely right. Again, it's very catchy. Um, people are massive into like Mellow Death and stuff. Definitely check these guys oh, out. Definitely. Even yeah. their previous works. It is, it is, they're good, great musicians, man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely right up there. Okay, let's uh, jump off the uh, top 10 list again and uh, talk some other things. And uh, we have this... Proclaimed award about an asshole award in metal. Now, when it was inaugurated, there was only one person going around at the time being a jerk, you know, really inserting himself over the industry and putting himself over as a champion uh, by taking it away from all the others. And we are talking about the one and only Gene Simmons, aren't we, Danny? Yeah, and the, the, the story which really nailed, like, really got us over the edge and wanted to name a douchebag award after this bloke was his desire to trademark the heavy metal horns. Yeah. The thing which was given to the people, people could say like buy a deer, but even before deer, there's more around. You could go back to Mediterranean culture and the whole like evil eye, etc. But it's a symbolic horn, a symbolic, symbolic hand signal that we all use to like welcome you to the party, get enthused or connect to every, each other. For some reason, this bloke here decided, no, I want to own it and I want to make money off it because you know, if I have plenty of money, I feel like I should get more money off something I don't even deserve. And because of that douchebag move, we decided to create an award called Gene of the Week. Yeah, so the Gene of the Week and he wins the Gene of the Year as well yeah. award. So yeah, he wins his own award again. And then this is twice in a row because last year, he, I think we gave him the Gene of the Award as well. No, what was the last year called? We must have been something else because Gene was only this year because the metal horns. Oh, okay. Last year must have been just douchebag of the year or something. Fair enough. But anyway, congratulations, Gene. Keep your award light if that's what you wanted. I think, you know what? I think he'd be happy with it too. That's the worst thing. You know, we're almost giving this guy too much credit. You know, he's got a tour and I think he's a tour in Australia. Did he come already? I can't nah, even remember. I think it's like next February or something. All right, man. We'll make sure you give it the horns or just your middle finger. <laughs> He'll sue you. <laughs> All right, top 10 albums continued again with number six, Danny, a band that was a dark horse. Now, when we see other people's uh, uh, lists, i like, dude, that, I don't know who that band is. I've never heard of them. I can assume that everyone else would say the same about this band because no one knows who they are. They've got about 300 followers on, on Facebook, probably their friends, probably their mum's bingo group. We don't know. 
But this band is called Invoke, Somnium Paradox, and dude, what a decent uh, album, man. This album kicks ass, man. Like Again, we are just talking about a dark, heavy blend of very black death metal grooves. Just a great combination of just despair and anger. And, you know, bands like Noxum, I would love to hear getting into more of that style, you know. Um, what, a, what a great band. Yeah, definitely. This this band here is all the way from France. You don't really think of France being like home of like black and death metal, mm. but these guys did a great job with it. And it cost what us like four dollars to get the album. Oh, it was the cheapest album oh. this year. I they wanted like basically pay to buy it, whatever you want, whatever you want to put for it. And I just like could not understand it. Um, it'd be a detriment for someone in their in their shoes because like people are like oh well I'll check it out for a dollar and then they'd be like wow. You know, and then you go down to the shops and see like canned noodles and stuff. And you're like, dude, this is way more than that. It was way worth way more than that. You know, yeah, canned noodles only last like two minutes. This lasts for at least. Well, how long does he have them? Five. Well, especially <laughs> when we paid, I think, seventeen or eighteen bucks for Suicide Silence's oh, toilet paper of the terrible. year award. Um, I just couldn't understand it. We paid like one third of the price or less, and got so much more enjoyment. I mean, these guys deserve your attention. If you love heavy, angry. I just heavy yeah. just evil I tell evil, you evil, evil music this yeah. band has a it's great and the vocalist is like amazing man like he really like emphasizes sells it like and mm. it gets like deep growls stuff it's amazing like where this guy's come from and everyone's great technical the drumming's fantastic guitars are fantastic the like the production's not great right and that's probably due to the fact they can only afford to sell the album for three dollars each or maybe they wanted to keep to the classic like black and death sound or something yeah it kind of feels like you know we have to keep something true to a sort of like you know you know atmosphere but these guys create just awesome music great songs great band angry stuff buy their record i mean if you can afford you know ramen noodles and you can afford this album there's no excuse yeah, for three bucks. I mean, that's that's not even three euros. That was like three, was like, three Australian. You have to Australian? understand, like going out and spending money on happiness these days can, like, you know, there's no car out there that I can see that that would give you that much enjoyment at in any speed. Um, there's no amount of of drug in the world that make you feel that way for that long. There's just three bucks. You know, you can't get weed for three bucks. You can't get like, you know, heroin for three bucks. You can't even get a um. Dude, you can't even get uh, uh, you can't even get anything. You can't even get a bag of mixed lollies anymore for three bucks. Nah, yeah, gold coins are just a waste. They you can't just, even give you dice off diabetes with it. So go ahead and buy this album and thank us later. Oh, definitely. Yeah, exactly. If you love like black and death metal, you have to buy this album. I mean, I think it's very hard. If you love riffs, you have to yeah, buy this album. Evilness. You like evil? Like I know Christmas is not really an evil time, but nah, you know, it should be. You get like the pre-Christmas blues when you know your presents unwrapped and all the foods eaten and the leftovers eaten. This is the album you have to listen to. Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. It. Anyway, moving on to number five. We have a band that we've never heard of up until this point again. A band that, in fact, lay dormant for 10 years, I think, or something. Yeah, 10 years to the last album. And even so, another band with only like 1,100, 1,200 Facebook followers. Like, it's another small group, but a, an older group. Yeah. You guys all look like they're in their 40s or so. Yeah. yeah. And these guys in those 10 years must have practiced every day since then to keep these chops for the album Transcendence. The band is called Anthreal. And I get amazed. Every time I put this record on, it's like Symphony X where you hear two minutes and you're like, all right, now I have to hear the rest of the album. Because you're just so engrossed in an experience of like, okay, these guys are technical. They're going to throw all these cool and wonderful things at me. But they know that make sure that you're rocking and you're having a good time. You know what I mean? It's not just about wowing you because it can do that. Yeah, yeah. It's about maybe like, oh, that's that groove and you just start bopping your head like just very intelligent and very dedicated and disciplined songwriting. Yeah, definitely right. It's definitely like the blend of Symphony X and like good Dream Theater before like Dream Theater became too like experimental. It's oh, like, oh, here comes like a 20 yeah. guitar. Sorry, thanks, thanks. Patricia. I mean, we know yeah. you've practiced. Well, you can play semi-quavers faster than people can take a diarrhea shit. Congratulations, but this is like you said about what's good for the song and they've wrote some many good songs for this album yeah exactly right. I mean yeah strong melodies um, nice transitions in the songs very clever musicians like it's a very great album like yeah one like if you if you want to get your friends into some sort of like heavy like, heaviness kind of metal band definitely something to check out again the songs aren't stupidly long because they're, they're like a progressive like band but they're not like oh, here's a eight minute song 
because everybody everyone has to do a solo in it so yeah very great very enjoyable really a great find you know yeah it is if you are into prog metal um again there's just no excuse and a lot of people are you know dream theater aren't aren't a uh, small band anymore symphony x play in front of decent crowds it seems like prog metal is in you know uh, just go check these guys out these guys deserve to be hanging out with those guys um, what a fantastic yeah, bio hey from like Finland or something as well so again another country associated with like prog metal but hey they're doing it well these, these guys coming oh, out of nowhere honestly when you, we have to move somewhere it's just freezing so we can be talented I think that's that's the calls um, number four Danny and this album here's the thing when we're doing this list dude I almost want to push this up to where this could have gone one dude hey like this album is fantastic it, it was an album we really struggled in a sense to find a home for but it is a phenomenal album and one that you need, I think, listen to the most this year. Yeah, yeah, definitely right. But to be fair, it was one of our earlier ones as well. So it gave me more time to go back to it. And that's because the songs, again, are solid songs, great riffs. And you only, you only have to like hear one song per off the album. Not to say there's only one good song, but it's not like some albums where you have to hear like three or four to like enjoy the album. You can just chuck this album on, hear one song, your day's set. And this is, again, another small band. Like all these small bands you're fighting with, Small a number of fans and small numbers of uh, Facebook followers, etc. And the band's called Evocation. Yeah. And the album's called The Shadow Archetype. Oh, look, this this album is for the metalheads. It is just a headbanger. They, they consider themselves a melodic death metal band, I guess, or maybe just a death metal band. And that is in that beautiful buttery zone where it's heavy. It's engaging. It's catchy, but it's not catchy as you think it is. You know, it's catchy because it's memorable because you know in your head the whole time you're like. Dude, what a fat riff, and it's a neck like breaker and tough as all hell. I and mean, this thing is just a very tough album. But again, it's it's not catchy where it's like, oh, there's a melody you'll sing after it, though, I find. Yeah, are, that's true. They've just got like some really solid, heavy riffs that yeah. like help influence the song and help like make the song jump out at you and yeah. get you like rocking along to it. And it happens like throughout the album. Again, they're not just relying on one or two songs, it's not just like a a front heavy album or back heavy album yeah. it's throughout the whole song a good 12 songs or so on the album 11 songs yeah um, in all, all pretty quality oh it's a badass record man it's exactly what I think Haunted want to be sometimes and they just never will because Evocation's got that they've got that post man they've got it they've, they're running off with it and these guys are kings in their domain and they will not relinquish that title easily it is just a beast of an album yeah and I think these guys are, are kind of starting to come up as well again some smaller festivals They've like most um, bands are like branching off and diversifying. They're making a beer you can buy. Again, I think you have to be in like Sweden or wherever they're from to buy yeah, it. Whatever. But still, they're, they're, they're trying to make their, their names out there and they will because this album is definitely a great album. Great songs, uh, tough riffs, heavy, groovy, um, strong melodies at times. Like, well, melody is a strong word, but like nice catchy riffs so yeah just yeah. catchy just good time all right so we're going to move off of our list again because we're going to talk about our top top five songs of this year okay now i've got my own order here which i want to talk to you guys in a sec about but danny do you, do you have a top five list as well uh yeah it's kind of like that's right around yeah i'm gonna do like five we'll just say the five and do like honorable mentions yeah it sounds good to the one. Yeah. okay well, let's just talk about our top five albums of the year all right we'll just switch it up i'm gonna go first danny um I got Moore's Prince of Mess with In Torment. Now, this album, the song off of the album that is featured, it starts off kind of nice. Then it goes pretty frenetic with some cool sweeps and stuff, but then it kicks ass and brings back what you love about Moore's. This song is just fast, frenetic, and it has all the stables of all the other out- songs they've done before, but just more of it. Yeah, fair enough. I guess, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, one of the songs I really dig this year was from Evocation, and it was the Shadow Archetype. Yeah, man. So good. They actually made a field clip for it. Again, classic, like, you know, heavy metal field clips based in, like, a abandoned house in the middle of nowhere in a forest, which is, that's probably all they have to shoot in, like, where they're from. Pretty but, much. Everyone right. else has got snow in it, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, it's not much fun having a white film clip the whole time. Yeah, exactly, right. All like playing in, like, on a beach or, like, in a factory, like, <clears throat> art generally. But anyway, oh, great, great song, heavy heavy song, um, very, like, catchy, groove-along uh, chorus to it. Short, sharp, shiny, but just great. I actually, speaking about Arch Enemy, the song Dream of Retribution has actually made my list only for the simple fact that when you go about three minutes into it, you hear this thing called Jeff Loomis and you hear a solo that is literally the best solo off the album and in fact, probably the best solo of 2017. This thing is friggin' dynamite. 
you know, if you wanted to hear what sex sounds like, well, then you'd probably just like, you know, have some two girls, you know, sitting on a symbion and, you know, you'd hear that and it sounds awesome, but this is as close as you're going to get to that awesome sound. Uh, it is fantastic. And Jeff Loomis is the guy right now in heavy metal when it comes to writing kick-ass solos. Too bad I didn't give a chance to write kick-ass for Rift there, Danny, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe next album, but more likely not. Uh, another album song I loved a lot was uh, Seven Kingdoms, which was a... Um, Power metal power, band. Yeah, power metal band. I think Florida, female singer front. And that yeah. song's called a Rats in the Wall. That was really power metal-y though, wasn't oh, that song? That's, that is like, if you want like fast, catchy chorus with like key chains and like emotive singing, oh, like triumphant type stuff, this is the song for you. It's, it was a great, yeah, great high energy song, very catchy chorus. That's what you need. Septic Flesh made it with Enemy of Truth. I mean, uh, look, every album track was awesome, but you can really tell that Flesh Got Apocalypse really had a uh, made a number on them with their tour because this song has all these catchy death metal tropes and uh, symphonic elements as well. It's just a really heavy and dark song. Uh, Danny, what do you got? Yep, then I actually go a bit more heavier, and there's another band which was called uh, Berigrith, and that's um, yeah. another small band. Uh, you, you don't even have much information on these guys on the Facebook page, just like freaking nothing. But they got an album out this year called Adam, so A D A M. And all the songs were named Adam 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. And my favorite was Adam 4 because it is so brutal and so heavy. Oh, it's awesome. It's so intense. It's, it's just like, it's like Behemoth's Demigod album. Like that's, that's the style of song yeah. you hear. Just aggressive and fast and very tough. Cool. Beautiful. I got Samal next with Black Supremacy. I mean, what a great song. Uh, it's just. Uh, it's everything I love about black, uh, industrial black metal. Um, it's just perfect. This song has just everything going for it, and, and it's something hopefully we'll talk about a little bit later on this uh, track. Uh, Daddy, let's uh, yep. see the end of it. Well, I'll go back to like one more power metal song because yep. I love my power metal. And that's Firewind of the album Immortal. They had a song, track two called We Defy. Again, like tough, fast, energetic. and But then the chorus is like a layered vocal section where you kind of sing along and then it gets more powerful and then you sing to it and it gets more powerful again with the instrumentation and singing. So it's just, and again, a lot of energy, a lot of great melodies and a lot of ways for you to sing along which always catches you. Yeah, to finish off this list, I, I, it's one of your number one in a sense because I don't know if I had a number one song necessarily, but this song for me is just everything I love about metal uh, uh, to a degree. It's like how, how much fun a band can have with a song and how much passion and you know, just transporting yourself into a place instead of just hearing a riff. And this song is called uh, 22nd Century from Pyramids. And every time I hear this, man, I am pulled out of my chair and I'm actually either on stage with these guys or actually seeing a world in my head and being a part of it and living it and just having so much fun in it, you know, because these guys just, everything about this song is amazing. This band is underrated. You know, it is unbelievable performances and such a great track so much fun it reminds me of of mercenary from um hours that remain album this track it's just an album that has so much going for it i absolutely adore it and um i think you should too yeah i was surprised for you liked the album so much because again yeah. it's very melodic and borderline power, power metal yeah, album i know but it's not a power metal album there's no like crappy falsetto <laughs> shitty you know like there's the note but i'm gonna sing in my head and go about three octaves way above it like dude that's not should it go three octaves below because you can hit that yeah, note make yeah. it sound half decent so about the tone man you, you need that strong tone yeah so uh we'll finish off danny what's the last song oh uh, the last song uh it's funny because the album wasn't a great album but we felt like you know, a good song is a good song. So the last album was Butcher Babies, The Huntsman. Yeah, that song is awesome. And the performance on it does a service to show that they got maturity about their songwriting that they're not willing to put in for the rest of the album. You know, it didn't go into our worst albums of the year because there were some great tracks off that album. But that album was just... Self-indulgent is one is, just, is the only word I can put to it. They did whatever they wanted to do and F everybody else. And I'm like, well, if I'm not allowed at your party because you guys are going to showcase to me a brilliant songwriting with that track. I mean, it is just the, the hauntingness of their chorus. It's awesome, man. Like, literally, it shows you so much power and so much more possibilities that they can do. And then they do like a rock and roll, hillbilly, you know, you have sex with your uncle track oh, nine. And I'm yeah. like, dude, go, you know, and all those like cookie cutter pop songs in track three. I'm like, yeah, you can write it, but it doesn't mean you should write it. 
Yeah, some of those lyrics were just terrible. Oh, my oh. God. Was it Swimming with the Sharks? Swimming with the Sharks? Swimming with the Sharks. Swimming with the Sharks. Swimming with my bollocks, mate. That was a... Te- again, just... Oh, anyway, look. Let's just move on to the metalhead of the year, Danny. Yeah, so again, like, we had the negatives with worse songs and the Gene Award, which, you know, they need to be done, but also very negative. And this is Christmas. You want to be positive. It's nothing more positive than giving out our metalhead of the year. And mm. this is... It's, it's again from tragedies comes something beautiful and this is the uh, story of Cliff Burden's dad so Cliff Burden was the um, bass player of Metallica unfortunately passed on when of all things the tour bus landed on him tragic circumstances but what happens is that his dad actually donates his son's royalty checks to a music scholarship program that I think Cliff actually might have attended or Ray himself attended so uh, awesome man yeah. oh my god it just makes me like just love humanity so much and this is the thing we had some really touching stories remember that guy's dad who died and then gave him the guitar oh yeah, yeah. that was last year but oh, I, think, last year, I think that yeah. went last year and again that's from tragedy something beautiful can oh, happen right. yeah. I think that's I don't know is that like what a Greek tragedy, a Roman tragedy, whatever. Well, yeah, something like that. It's kind of like Romeo and Juliet, but one person was Cliff Burton and the other one was his dad. But they didn't love each other like that, so it's probably not like that movie at all. Yeah, if I was more cultured, I could probably get like a Shakespearean reference, but I'm not. So doesn't matter. No. The dad is a champion. You deserve the metalhead of the year. It is absolutely phenomenal what has got what has transpired here, and uh, for all the wrongs that Suicide Science did this year, this is all making it right. Yeah, so I think before we go to our top three albums of the year, I think we should just do like a review and go through the stories that kind of set metal and shape metal this year. And it's been a lot of like interesting stories. Um, okay. Gene Simmons being like, you know, a dick or being Gene trying to, you know, trademark air and water yeah. to Cliff Burton's dad. But I think one of the interesting things came out this year was all of that, the, the people who decided to make heavy metal a fashion statement who didn't actually like heavy metal. Yeah, that tried to happen. Yeah, not just the celebrities like wearing bullshit shirts. We had like Kendall and Kyle, Kylie Jenner who decided to put their faces over like band shirts. Yeah. And even these other like fashion labels who make you like rip off death metal shirts and sell it for like $22,000. Yeah. yeah, get a job. Yeah, and then there's the classic uh, Corey Taylor, Chad Kroger from Nickelback uh, handbags oh. at 20 paces like thing. And then it ended up being like the whole, it came to spoof, like asking Corey Taylor, what's Corey Taylor think? And like everything became about it. You know, and he, I think he always came self-aware and he would have loved it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's classic love like, covered already Suicide Silence where they had, you know, oh, everybody's an idiot. And oh, you know, this is the classic from the singer. This kind of sums up their attitude. It goes, yeah. um, so if people don't like it, then I succeed even more. Uh, because I learned from my mistakes, even though it's not a mistake. Oh, no. All right, you're an asshole. Yeah. And, yeah. and then and then they, they stuffed up again at the end of the year where they'll charge you 150 bucks to be their roadie. Oh so they're, now, they're, now they're charging you to, to do something they should be paying for. They, they want to be a villain, all right? They, they're just telling you they want to be Penguin from Batman, all right? That's what they're saying. <laughs> and good on you. Yeah, but like sad stories Well, Black Sabbath finally calling it close. Ah, uh, it sucks. Um, even people like Dillinger Escape Plan and Textures all saying farewell. What a sad story about that Ronnie James Dio hologram. Fuck that yeah. thing. It's like he got bitten by about 20 bees and got on a diabetes watch or the cupcakes and muffins. It looks terrible. Yeah, man. I was on one side of the fence, but now I've jumped the other side. If you look at the footage, it just it doesn't work. It really doesn't. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of lawsuits. We had the members of Ghost suing each other. Uh, we had a lady who tried to sue the drum from sticks from getting hit with one of these drumsticks. Yeah. And we also had Five Finger Death Punch try to sue their um, label. So. And there you go. So it's the lady who sues, but I think with that, Danny, we can go into the uh, top three then? Yeah, should we do a count back of our top ten? So Good far. idea. Let's go through it. All right. So number ten was Deep Purple Infinite. Number nine, Rings of Satin. Utao Utu. I'm not even sure what that is, really. Yep. Number eight, Obituary with the self-titled album. Number seven, Morse Prism Est with Embers of a Dying World. Yep. Then six, actually six, five, and four, all small bands, but Invoke, Somnium Paradox. Five, Anthreal Transcendence. And four, Evocation, The Shadow Archetype. But we're here to hear the top list, and uh, we're getting close to number one. But before we do, number three with an album, that is a blackened death metal masterpiece. This thing... If you wanted to hear what Behemoth would probably would have sounded like right now or what they maybe were going to go to before they started to quote themselves and then play with waiting too much and then go back into the black metal roots, uh, this is the album for you. Yeah, exactly right. And as I mentioned before, the band's Berigrith 
and the album's called Adam, as in A dot D dot A dot M. Oh, it's great. I mean, this thing has all the trademarks of the we hate Christians so much that we're going to steal everything from their Bible and just use it for our own inspiration. But you know what? I don't give a shit. I don't care if these guys hate Christianity or whatever because every riff of this album is just freaking awesome, man. I absolutely love it. This guitarist, man, if he wants to come down, I'll make him a cake. We can talk about his day, you know. I'll, I'll massage his feet. I'll be, I'll be his bitch, man. Like, I am just in awe of that this is still kicking around and that these guys probably won't get the money they deserve for it. Yeah, exactly right. Get another small band, only a couple of thousand people on Facebook. Uh, and they're very like secretive. They've all got like aliases or... Yeah. You know, oh, they, oh, it's and great, it's, man. It's complete. It's like the whole like, we are so underground. And like, dude, if you're in underground, no one's going to know who you are. That's going to suck ass because everyone should know who you are. Yeah. You know, they should know what, what color you like, what your bowel has been <laughs> the last three days. Like, dude, like, I want to know this shit, man. I, I care for these guys, man. And it's like, nah. I'm like, dude, like, yeah. come on. And very, again, the whole album is just like solid and heavy all the way through. You know, track one, of course, is the classic. Let's do an intro track to like set Ooh, the Foreboding. Oh, like, yeah. we're evil. <laughs> but the rest of it is like just heavy, oh. tough, and evil. And then also like, it's so evil, it gets depressing at times. What well, about that? Yeah. Oh, it's always really nuts riffs, man. Yeah, oh. so, yeah, so listen, the first track you hear, go to track five, which we say was one of our favorite tracks. Yeah. It's called Adam 4, but it's track five off the album. They've also got a music lyric video clip out, so check that out as well. That's yeah. track two. Yeah, so, no. and then buy the record. And after you bought the record, figure out why the hell they were using Adam and um, time to make more music so I can review it next year. Yeah, some sort of Satan shit. Ah, so, whatever. whatever, man. I'm glad. Oh, look, I don't believe in it, but I'm sure as hell glad they do. Um, <laughs> now we're going to move on to number two. We are so close to number one. I know you guys want to hear what we have to say about it, but we are going to... A band that has revolutionized their sound for this album. I know beforehand we saw them live and we thought they were bollocks. Honestly, I, I didn't get I didn't get the hint. I didn't get what makes these guys so good, Danny. Yeah, we actually left early because they play with Flesh God and Flesh God went off first and was so awesome. Ridiculous. Oh, fantastic. If you don't know Flesh God Apocalypse, then get into Flesh God Apocalypse. But we have a sense here that Flesh God probably influenced this band's sound for this album because there's a lot of symphonic and a lot of um, orchestral moments. It had a lot of groove. It had a lot of orchestral moments. It had the technicality going through. The drumming is ridiculous. It is probably one of the best drummed albums this year that I've heard. Um, and it's been phenomenal. We had a lot of... We had Nick Barker on Lockup, but for me, this guy's playing is even stronger. And we are talking about the band Septic Flex with Codex Omega. This should be on everyone's top five list. I mean, it is just a phenomenal release. It's an, it's an, if you like Demi Borgir, then why don't you have this album? Because these guys are doing it far more better than, than Demi Borgir have done the last two albums, maybe three. I did like Insolity Diaboli. So, but again, this album is just so much more evil, so much more heavier, it's so much more symphonic, but it's not like full of 20 instruments. That are like violins, and it's like, well, congratulations, but they're, <laughs> they're doing something from Lord of the Rings. They're not doing something that Satan would want to, you know, rape his Satan girlfriend or boyfriend with. I don't know. I'm angry. Like, doesn't yeah. matter. Satan wants to do Satan stuff. Yeah, Satan live, should do Satan stuff, not like go for a walk and like talk about Mordor and hug a lamp and a ring. Like, who gives a shit about that? We want to hear him blow shit up, and this album blows shit up. Yeah, I was very impressed with it. Like, I think the first song I heard was from like Andrew Hogue when he does like the new albums on the Andrew Hogue show Tuesday nights. I think it was like track five, like Enemy of Truth. And I heard that, I was like, Matt, we got to review this album because yeah. that was an awesome track. That that was that nearly made like yeah. Songs of the Year. And well. I was like, are you sure, Danny? We saw him live, man. Like, I don't want to get bored again. Like, I paid money to see him get bored. I don't get, you know, even pay more money. That's just stupid. Um, but like Insanity is, is, you know, you do something different, I guess, or whatever. It doesn't really matter. The album rocks. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, yeah, again, if you like that gothic, symphonic, black and death metal with like a bit of feeling and a bit of melodic singing at times as well, which gives the guy a bit of, you know... if Yeah, if you hate anything in your life and you need to hear what it sounds like to hear someone else articulate your frustrations far better than you ever can, then I guess this is the album for you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so definitely go out by that one, which I guess leads us to a track number one. Well, before we get into track number oh. one, Danny... We need to kind of stall because nothing is more exciting than before saying your number one is waiting to hear what the number one is. Going over the list right now, um, there was one obviously with 
Evocation. That could have made number one, Danny. Hey, that was an album that you have a lot of reverence for and respect for. And for me, it was a very good album. In fact, to be honest, most of this year, we reviewed a lot of good albums, didn't we? You know? Yeah, we started very strong. Like, the start yeah. of the year, a lot of great albums. Um, Even we had a uh, request from Amy Carson with Mechina. And that was, well, again, very enjoyable album. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. that album. Yeah, definitely like hard not to make the top 10. A lot of those albums didn't make the top 10. Very close. Yeah, Communic was a strong record as well. And there was a couple... Even the Cavalier Conspiracy. I mean, that was going to make it too, you know. Um, Sepultura was good as well. Yeah, and these guys... I'm, I'm pretty sure Sepultura are coming down. I want to see them play a lot of these songs off the album. It's a good album, you know. Yeah, classic Persephone. Persephone was sick, you know. And it's a shame, but it's just... You know, when I heard Anthony do their stuff, I was like, I was just so much more engaged. You know, when I was hearing Prog Man like that, but it's not a bad album. You know, these guys are talented and I've checked their stuff out before. And, you know, if you just want to feel depressed as a musician, you want to check them out too. You know, um, it's so much great. And even some of the crap, there are some nuggets of gold in there too, you know, like that Butcher Babies record or um, like some of the other ones we reviewed this year. Arch Enemy wasn't a bad album. Jeff Loomis is on it. So you got to get some enjoyment out of it. Yeah, but there's also like the bigger bands where you thought, I can't wait for this album, which were depressing, like Hate, even to a degree, Decapitator's album was a fantastic. So you had the opposite as well, where you think, oh, the Star Wars would like, yeah, take the- yeah the, the big names that came to play didn't deliver. And that was the thing, like 36 Crazy Fist, Hate didn't do much. Arch Enemy, more of the same, you know, people who love them are going to love them, but, you know, that was the kind of thing. Leading to this band. Now, this band here has lineage, right? Now, we're talking about our number one for the Super Metal Brothers in 2017. A band that has been doing this for so long that it's easy for them to fall off the radar and write something safe and predictable or maybe go too far off and write something that people are generally going to be too divided by, like an Opeth record or a Suicide Silence record. But this band did something, Danny. It did something that um, we didn't quite think was going to actually even excite us because we've heard these guys a little bit before and didn't get the, the buzz. But we, we had them on the radar. I thought, you know what, we'll just give them a go and if it works for us, whatever. And if it's bad, generally they would still be find something good on it. But this album stumped us. Yeah, definitely right. And I think, again, I heard them on Andrew Hogue and I thought we had to listen to this album because it was just a just catch you straight away yeah, yeah it draws you in straight away now here's the thing even some of this other stuff it grew on me like some of the heavy stuff on the album like invoking that i heard i'm like oh that's interesting but i was like uh like it's just it took some time to fall in love with it and get my hooks into this caught my attention instantly and i was instantly hooked almost every track off this album is fantastic it is a masterpiece. It is so clever. The way the songs are structured, the, the storytelling in it, the way that the songs sound different from each other, but also part, part of the same beast. Look at that. We've got Satan in the room right now. I pat us on the back. He's just knocked over my bag and saying, you know what? You are doing the right thing. Yeah. This album is easily the best album of 2017. Yes, and without further ado... The band we are talking about, Matthew, you, you look like you want to say it. Do you want to oh, say no, it? No, 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 I just can't wait to hear yeah, it. The band is Samael, and the album is called Hegemony. Hegemony, that's right, Hegemony. exactly right. The band is this band here. I had on my radar for ages, and I know guys like from Cybrid and that say that this band is the best. I thought they were cool. I've heard their songs before. I enjoyed it, but I heard this album, and I got to tell you, man, I was like, dude, this is ridiculous. This album is just phenomenal. We're not doing the Andrew Hogue thing where it's like, oh, we only had nine. We couldn't guess number one. Nah, this was so... Basically, this list was started with this at number one for me, and then I had to figure out how the hell I was going to put everything else in the list. I, I'm pissed off because I'm an idiot, and I forgot to write the name on it um, in my car because I've bought everything off iTunes or whatever, and I wanted to have it in my car as a CD. And I can't find it yet. So I'm actually angry at myself that I didn't buy the actual CD. So I'm actually going to buy the CD because it's amazing. Yeah, it's definitely right. I mean, it's quite amazing. Buy it twice. Buy it yeah. twice. That's how much you love the album, man. Yeah. But like, it's quite amazing because the singer only has a pretty much a one tone. But it's just, it works. I don't oh, it's evil. It's the weirdest thing. So good. You know? And it, it's just like, his phrasing changes. Sometimes the intensity changes. But just the girth of his um, tone is so strong and powering. It just goes with anything of the yeah. song album. And it, and it puts it exactly where you want it. You know, if you want, 
you know, he just wants, you don't even know he wanted it there. And he'll put it there. And you're like, that's exactly where I want it. He'll come in your house. He'll decor the shit out of it. You're like, that's where exactly where the TV should be. Toilet's there. My curtains are on there, mate. You've done it. You know, give yourself yeah. a, a, a Coke and some Vegemite. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you say I want my steak medium to well. So, no, you don't. You want it medium. And, and he's right. And, he's and, right. And, and you know what? And you know what? He's like, you don't even want the steak. You want the snitzel. And he's right again. It's just the guy keeps coming to trump cards. And the song Black Supremacy for me is the strongest. Um, song on the album in the sense that I don't know because I liked it the most right now but tomorrow it'll be different like tomorrow another track will be, will be great it's just phenomenal the orchestration the 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 guitars the, the riffing is phenomenal there's a lot of it um, the drumming is perfect it is not taking away from it but he's got the technique there we know he can do the blast beats and the hammer-ons and all those double kicks but um, oh, it's just the subtleties of Bray. You can keep listening to our track. You've got another thing you can get out of it. Um, it's, it's evil. It's catchy. It's memorable. It is the perfect blend of... You can write something that's dark and depressing and dreary and foreboding, but it can also stick with you too. And it's a pure, pure sign of A1 songwriting. Yeah, definitely. Like The songs know when to like slow it down or make it a bit more emotive bass. And then also know when to throw you into the deep end and when to hit you with the heavy heart and rocking stuff and the groove stuff and the um just the powerful things. It's it's really great. And every time you, you feel like, oh, you get into the emotion of the album, it will just hit you like a really heavy, tough sing, even sing-along riffs, choruses at times. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, this is an album. And that's a funny thing. Like, the guy's kind of screaming that. It's kind of like, you can say it with him. You can hear everything he does. But, um, oh, I just, I, I, I'm sorry that it took me so long to get into it. Um... But hopefully us putting you as number one will redeem you in your eyes and you will save us from our sins of being bad podcasters. Yeah, that's right. All the way up from, where are they from? Switzerland or something, aren't they? Where they're some, some European country. It's, it's always from, Europe. Yeah, it's, it's, always, it's Europe. always Europe. But I'm going to assume that they come from the depths of hell with the charcoal grill uh, with them because, you know, it's just tasty as all hell too. Definitely right, man. Swiss Army knife, you think. Oh, my God. Anyway, with that, that's it. That's 2017. What a list, man. We, we wrote it, so it must be right. Must be right. No one's complained so far, so we must be, <laughs> we must be on the right track. But no, it's been a great year. Like I said, a lot of great albums, great songs. I've got a lot of these albums I've had a repeat throughout the year because they've just been fantastic. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that's us for the year as well now. Like, really? We're done. We give us two weeks off, I think, so we can, like, listen back to some of these old songs and have a chance to breathe and sit a bit more um, yeah thanks everybody for like listening to us all the comments you give to us on yeah. Facebook every time you share us every time you have any opinion at all every time you listen to us we really appreciate yeah, it yeah I mean we've got fans like you know, Amy Carson and uh, Kai Elliott and Braden and stuff you know you guys comment all the time and always helping us out you know as well and even uh, Amy's uh, partner as well Danny yeah definitely right so it's really it's really nice for us to know that you guys want to listen to us and even even if you guys like think we're silly, you just want to have, have us on the background, that's cool. We do appreciate it. And um, yeah, we'll keep doing this as long as uh, you guys keep listening to it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And with that, I'm Super Metal Brother Matt. And I'm Super Metal Brother Dan. Thank you guys listen to us in 2017. And I guess we'll catch you in 2018. And Merry Christmas. Yeah. Jingle <laughs> <laughs>